Virgil, otherwise known as Dr. V. Welcome back to the Children's Wellness Spot. Who am I? I am a board certified pediatrician, which means that I take care of newborns all the way up to the age of 21. I've done this for the last decade and a half or so, um, taking care of kids in the office who are well for their checkups and other concerns outside of the hospital. But I've also taken care of kids when they're sick, when they need to be inside the hospital because of respiratory issues or other illnesses. Um, I'm here because millennial parenting, I've come to realize, is a challenge. What has happened for a lot of parents who are parenting in the millennial is that the information comes from so many different places. You get information about your children and their health from friends and family, from social media, from Google, just about everywhere, sometimes even at the grocery store when you're um, pushing your child in a stroller and maybe they have a rash on their arm and someone may say, hey, you know, I tried this for my child, maybe that will work for yours. So information comes from everywhere and that leads to a lot of overload for parents I've come to find. They just don't know what information is reliable. Some of the things that they hear are actually in conflict with some of the things that they're reading. And so um, this podcast is an opportunity to get reliable discussion, resources, information from an expert. And I realized that over the years, spending 15 minutes in the office with your pediatrician just isn't enough. When social media really started to take off, I remember lots of social media Facebook groups for parents, mommy groups is what we would actually call them. And in there, there would just be a ton of questions about you know, things like how to feed your baby, um, the interval of dealing with wet diapers, what is colic, just kind of every general question that you can imagine about parenting. And that really was because they, a lot of parents didn't have a chance to ask someone after hours these detailed questions or just wanted to bounce back ideas on someone who had answers, was going through maybe the same thing they were going through at that time. And so that is parenting in the millennium. Information is coming from all over and you just need someone at times to just be able to sound, give you sound advice, be a sound board. And so that's what this podcast is. It continues to be a space where we create dialogue and have dialogue about a wide spectrum of issues facing our children and teens and their families. So um, we'll talk about everything. When I think about children and their health and wellness and the health and wellness of families, that means their physical, emotional, and physical well-being. So we are right now in the middle of respiratory season, and I want to leave you with um, just some tips about how to handle respiratory season, really focusing on flu as a number one respiratory illness that we're dealing with in the pediatric world. So what is respiratory season? Simply put, it is the season, usually in the cooler months, um, running from about hmm, October through the end of the winter here in the south of January and February, where there are a lot of upper respiratory infections, viruses that cause cold, cough, and congestion in kids. Um, and a lot of times these symptoms are mild and really can't be differentiated, which means you can't 
decide whether it's a cold or allergies. They're so similar, um, but a lot of times you'll find additional symptoms like, you know, lots of stuffiness, lots of thick nasal discharge or fevers um, and symptoms that really just are more aggressive than your typical allergies. Um, so thinking about respiratory season really when we think about it, flu is the number one virus, like I said, that we've been dealing with lately um, in this season. And it's really important to remember that flu is easily spread through respiratory droplets, through contact of those droplets and coughing. So when our kids have congestion and cough um, and stuffiness, it's important that they cough into the crease of their elbow and that they not cough into their hands. They should wash their hands a lot as well. So, you know, a good hand washing we learned during the pandemic is 20 seconds. So singing happy birthday or counting up to 20, washing the palm as well as the top of the hand and drawing it off really well. Also, if your child has a fever, so a fever, remember, is a temperature of 100.4 uh, Fahrenheit or more. And if they have a fever, they really should not be at school. So the way that we treat fevers and decrease the symptoms in in our children and ourselves all, a lot of times is taking Tylenol. Um, acetaminophen is the generic name or Motrin, ibuprofen is the generic name. And so those medications are called antipyretics. So that means they are going against fever. They are fever reducers. Um, when you give those medications, you're actually decreasing the temperature. So helping fight the fever, but you're not actually fighting the virus that's caused the fever. That means that although their temperature is down, they could still be contagious. They can still pass pass on flu viruses or other cold viruses to uh, their classmates, to their friends at a birthday party, or um, a teammate on a sports team. So it is important that when your child has a fever, that they stay home until they are fever free for 24 hours. And that is fever free without needing any medicine to decrease their temperature. Um, if we stick to that and we consider that, and we do think about how we use fever reducers that can help us decrease the spread of some of these viruses. Another thing that's really important to discuss with your child's pediatrician is um, getting the flu vaccine. I know there's a lot of um, hesitancy and fear around vaccines and some misinformation. In other words, information that's not correct about the flu vaccine. And we can talk about vaccine misinformation in another episode, um, but it is important to discuss with your pediatrician for your child if the flu vaccine is a uh, recommended for them and generally most kids it is recommended because remember their symptoms of flu are going to be um, a little bit more aggressive than adults and they have um, the higher likelihood of complications so things like pneumonia or um, bad sinus infections dehydration um, can happen in kids more than adults so we want to make sure that we're protecting them the flu vaccine is not going to stop you from getting the flu it's not going to stop your child from getting the flu either. What it will do is allow your immune system to have already um, prepared the response to when the virus is actually in your child's system or your own system so that the symptoms are less severe so that the illness is shorter. And that can make a huge difference. Like we say this almost like, you know, it's not a big deal, but 
but the flu without the vaccine could be seven to 10 days with lingering cough and fatigue. But if someone's vaccinated, it could be two days. It could be, you know, very mild symptoms where they're just kind of congested and achy for, you know, three days. So it makes a difference. Um, it can be the difference between someone having to go into the hospital for IV fluids or staying at home and, and getting hydration and rest at home. So really think about it. Talk to your child's pediatrician about the potential of getting the flu vaccine so that you have the answers to the questions that you, you need. We will continue to talk about respiratory illnesses because, again, we are in the season for that and we want to be healthy and prepared for a wonderful holiday season, whatever holidays you and your family celebrate. So this is Dr. Virgil again. Join me next time at the spot. Be well.